right. Welcome, welcome, welcome on in to the latest edition of the Off Air Podcast. And this, folks, is the show that is constantly changing these days. <laughs> we got another surprise for you guys this week as my buddy, pal, and amigo Dylan Matthews is hopping on the podcast. Why, you might ask? Well, our very own Mike Conti got the off-air podcast bounce, and he is now calling the Hawks game tonight on the old tube on the TV. Hmm. And, uh, of course, we wish our buddy Bob Rathbun a speedy recovery after he uh, was dealing with a medical situation during the game just a few nights ago. So Mike Conti gets the call up to the varsity squad and in slides Dylan Matthews, producer of the John Chuckery Show and host of the Hometown Take on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Dylan, how are you, sir? I'm doing well, man. Thanks for having me. And yeah, people are getting slid up and called out of the bullpen. So I'm happy to be here, man. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, so uh, we're going to do something similar with what we did with Mike Conti in the last episode. Yeah. Introduce our audience to you, your uh, career in media, and how you got up to this point. So first off, uh, how'd you get involved in radio, man? What what was the, the, the bug that got you to start scratching? So what got me start, to start scratching is... I always was in love with sports. I always loved playing sports. You know, I'm I'm very competitive. And once I figured out I wasn't going to make it to the NBA or anything like that, because basketball is my is my first love. Once I figured out I wasn't quite good enough to make it to the NBA, I needed a backup plan, obviously. So at first, believe it or not, I actually was like, oh, you know, it would be cool to be a physical therapist. But then I was like, wait you have to like be darn near a doctor to be like a study, therapist. study. Yeah. You got to study, study. So I was like, nah, I'm not going for that. So I remember distinctively one night I was watching a basketball game on ESPN. I don't remember which one it was. I was just, but then I thought to myself like, Hey, like it would be pretty cool to like be doing play by play at that point. I know it was called play by play, but it will be pretty cool to be on there. Just like talking about what's going on in the game. So I want to do that. So I found out what I needed to like major in and everything. Um, so then as soon as I got to college, I signed up for um, I've, I signed up to volunteer for the radio station, the college radio station there at the University of West Georgia. And I signed up to be and that's when I just went on my visit. So like as soon as my first semester started, I was already volunteering with the radio station. So I volunteered for a semester I was able to get a small like paid position in my second semester training the the newcomers. And then at, after my freshman year, who the, the then sports director, who actually worked at 92.9 for a little bit, Justin Ransom, he graduated. And so I became the sports director my sophomore year, and I was the sports director from my sophomore year until I graduated. And then, um, so yeah, that, that's kind of how I, that's how kind of everything got started. And then once you got to 92.9 The Game, um, I'm sure it was a little bit of a reality check because you got to start yeah. from the bottom, bottom to work yeah. your way yeah. up. Yeah, you got you to pay a lot of dues. So uh, continuing the story where I left off, you know, I was a sports director and then I was actually hosting a tailgate show um, because we did tailgate shows for uh, for the football games. So I was hosting a tailgate show 
and uh, one of our one of a West Georgia alumni, Chris Adamson, he was actually there. He was at the tailgate show. Um, so obviously he thought I was doing a pretty good job because he came up to me afterwards. And he said, you know, if you if you need a job or anything, you know, I'll try to help you out. And at that time he was working at iHeartMedia in uh, kind of the promotions department. So uh, he brought me in. Luckily enough, when I graduated, he brought me in kind of a month after I graduated as a promotions tech. So I did that for a couple of months. And then Justin Ransom was still working at 92.9 The Game. And uh, he was able to put in, put in a good word for me. I also reached out to, uh, like, um, John Michaels. He used to be the host of Rick and John on 92.9. I reached out to him. He put in a good word for me. Um, and then, you know, one day, Sean Thompson, our, our old boss, he called a, he called me up and uh, we, we made it happen. But, yeah, once I got to 92.9, it was it was um, overnight shifts. Mm-hmm. It was babysitting the board. It, it was that for a good little while before I actually started to produce live shows and get my feet wet and all that good stuff. So, yeah, it was paying your dues for sure. And that uh, that makes you appreciate when you get that full time check and you get those full time benefits. Yeah. And the salary. Uh, this is a business where you really got to earn it. But it also makes you have to understand you know, what you're working with, the equipment, the personalities, Mm -hmm. as you get to fill in on full-time shows and you become a member of the radio station. So now that you've been, how long has it been that you've been with uh, Chuckery full-time? It's been probably, it'll be pretty close to a year once we get into like the new year calendar, I think. I don't remember the exact day I became full time, but I think it was around like March or something like that. So we're we're pulling up on a year pretty soon in a few months. And what would you what do you think are the biggest things that he's taught you uh, and you've learned being a full time producer on a full time show Monday through Friday? Uh, the probably the biggest takeaway I've had is like you really have to, you know, put your as a producer, you kind of have to put your mark on a show and you kind of have to put your own imprint on a show and kind of, you know, obviously it's. It's the whole show, but you have to also find a way to put your own flavor on it and kind of make it your own in the same sense as a producer. Like, you know, for your instance on Dukes and Bell, I, I love when you you kind of you, you repurpose audio. And even when you did this, like I remember listening to you when um, I was doing overnight shifts and you were working with Amy Lawrence. I remember mm-hmm. like that, like the way you repurpose audio and kind of just made it funny. You, you brought that same thing to Dukes and Bell, like, you know, that. Like, I was like, oh, you know, that's really cool. Like, I want to be able to kind of do stuff like that. So just kind of putting your own mark on on a show and, you know, just just making it making it your own and, you know, kind of making making sure you kind of put you put that put that producer stamp on the show. and be like, you know, OK, like I can tell this is a I can tell Dylan is producing the show. Or I can tell Chris is producing their show. So, you know, doing things like that, whether it's, you know. You know, when when you talk on there, sometimes the, the kind of things that you say or the way that you deliver, you know, the kind of drops that you play or whatever, you know, your, your timing and things like that. So that's kind of the biggest takeaway I've learned is kind of putting your own stamp on things. And how is your relationship with Chuckery grown? Because I know you guys have a good back and forth going. Yeah, yeah. Me, me and Chuckery, uh, it, it's a good relationship. And, and the the cool thing about working with Chuckery is that, you know, when I did become full-time, we really already had that chemistry. Obviously, it's even grown since then, but I had filled in for Jarvis, who, you know, he's the one that used to produce Chuckery before me. I had filled in for Jarvis a lot. Like, there were times where I filled in a whole week for Jarvis, you know, like three straight days or something like that. So 
Chucker and I already had a good feel for each other. We already had that. We already had a, had that chemistry, and really, we just kind of, you know, let it let it grow on top of that foundation that we already had. So, no, nah, it's good. It, it's a fun relationship too, because obviously, I'm pretty young. I'm 26 years old, and Chuckery is like old enough to be my dad at this point. So, right, it's fun. He, you know, he loves calling you know young people dopey millennials, and he always sets me up for failure and asks me about things he knows I know nothing about. You know, to try and make me sound like a dopey dopey millennial on the air so it's fun in that respect because you know at this point i've embraced the fact that anything chuckery probably asked me i know nothing about so like for example last night he he had what did he ask me about he asked me if i knew um oh he asked me if i knew Hosea williams and i was like no i know jose altuve <laughs> so like i'll just say something like completely random um and i'll just make him shake his head so i've kind of found enjoyment in that now making him like disappointed well, for your sake, I have no idea who that is either. So if he's Thank dropping, you. and I'm pretty good with movie and TV references and stuff like that, but you know that's a Mike Bell staple as well. He, right. He'll drop, he'll drop something from like you know, Con Air 1985, and he's like, "You've never seen Con Air?" I'm like, "I was negative no. seven when that movie came out, bro." Exactly. And like they're always like, "But how how could you possibly not heard of? Like I didn't hear about it. Like I wouldn't." <laughs> I was not worried about that stuff. Like people always like talk about like how you're supposed to go back and do your homework and know about these certain things. It's like, no, that's not necessarily the case. Like whenever I got into music or whenever I got into movies, like I was into what was hot then. Like not necessarily like, OK, there may be some exceptions like Star Wars or something like that. But that's because it's still like thrown in your face. Like they're still making new Star Wars, you know, so some of the stuff when they're like, oh, you you should have heard of this. Like, no, not necessarily. Like, especially when it comes to music, people all and Sean Thompson was bad about this, like getting on me with music too. like always talking about how do you yeah, you don't know nothing about that. I was like, I don't listen to this music, bro. Like, I don't know what you want me to say. Like when I got into music, this is not what was playing on the radio or this is not what I had interest in. So, no, I know nothing about whatever genre artists you're talking about.